I think it's come down to the realization that I have to slow down. Maybe it's the end of the year that's creeping up on me, and I'm saying, you know what? Maybe I'm a little tired. Maybe I'm a boy who needs some vacation, fingers and boy. You're going on vacation? I am going to do that, but not yet. Oh. Not yet, but I figured I'd get into the practice of vacation with a two-hour and 30-minute smoke from Arturo Fuente. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And in his hand is the untold story, the seven and three-quarter, actually five-eighths inch by 53 cigar from Arturo Fuente. The untold story is part of the Hemingway line. Everything in the Hemingway line, well, it's got something literary to it. You start with the short story, the bestseller, Between the Lines, the work of art. It's getting bigger every time. The signature, the classic, the untold story, and then a cigar, if you can find, you should get. I buy them by the box when I can ever find them. The masterpiece. This cigar is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper that I absolutely love. Dominican in the binder and the filler. And seven and five-eighths by 53, which means it's seven and five-eighths inches long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> now, usually, if we say a cigar is like five and a half inches long, you go, <laughs> but when it's seven and five-eighths inches long, <laughs> see what he did there? See what he did? Always makes fingers when I laugh. This, the ring gauge is a 53. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. <laughs> now, this is a Figurado. So a Figurado refers to any cigar that is not straight-sided, right? Anything that's a little different from the norm. You got the cap that's rounded. You got the foot, right? A, 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 anything that isn't that can be called a figurato. This actually falls into the perfecto conversation, a perfecto being something that is closed at the, at the cap, right? You're cutting the cap, and then has a closed foot or a very, very uh, tight foot. You light there, and it slowly builds up. Like, it starts almost at a point, and then it builds up to being, well, where the cigar is all the way across, this 53 ring gauge. And so the draw is a little more intense. It's a little tougher to get that draw going, but it's about creating the experience as the blenders wanted it to be. Well, that's the first question I was going to have for you, being this is a, a closed cap. Do you have to be a little bit more patient with it Close at the foot. beginning? Close Yo, foot, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, 100%. Because it, it, that thing is burning up. So the draw is going to be very, very tight at the first. And it's going to build into ease over time. And you may be, when you see that, when you have that kind of closed foot, you may be really pushing to maybe cut your cap again. Get a little more room on that draw. Hold. Relax. Take a beat. See where you are. Now, if it's impossible, if you can't get any draw going... You, got, you might have to cut it a little bit deeper there on, on the cap end. But you want to you wanna see where it takes you. You want to see how that builds out. So take your time with that and let it happen. Now, we just lit this up. So as you can see, fingers, I'm not fully there into that 53 ring gauge. You are. Yeah. Because you have a problem. <laughs> I need to. He smokes fast, guys. I need to sit the stick down. And I, 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 I have a problem doing that, especially... I'm excited about this stick, Tony. Why are you excited about because this Because we've, we've talked about doing this uh, for a couple of weeks, and uh, it's finally here. It's finally our opportunity to enjoy this. And, uh, you know, like you said, this is like a, a vacation in the cigar lounge because we're going to sit back. We're going to... Even though we're working, we're going to enjoy this over 
two hours. Yeah, and you, and you will. This is a slower smoke. One of the things that you'll notice about it, and by the way, I had one of these just the other day. Oh. Um, it is a fully packed cigar. There is real weight to this cigar, and it's seven and five-eighths inches. Like, you're, you have more room for weight. But if you were to look into it, like, you take a look where you did the cut, it is completely, completely packed. Now, that can be a problem because it may not allow for proper airflow and a proper draw. That is not the problem that I am having here. Uh, this is working very well. And the notes are on this uh, cigar right here, that coffee, that chocolate, that richness. The guys at Stogie Review, I don't know the dudes at Stogie Review. <laughs> I went back years to a review they did of this in 2011, and they said syrupy. Hmm. And you know what? They're not off. StogieReview.com. That is not a bad term. The problem is you can put anything to the syrup in terms of flavors, but just in terms of, the, of a concept of richness, I think it's a nice, simple term. Yeah, I would agree with that. For me, it's there is coffee there. It's much more chocolate for me than coffee, but we just lit this. It feels great in the hand. That wrapper is beautiful, isn't it? There's a nice amount of oil coming across on that Connecticut Broadleaf, and I love, love Connecticut Broadleaf. Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro. So it's this deep, rich brown with just little placements of, of, of black. You the, the, the wrapper itself feels a little bit of grit. I happen to love that. I happen to adore uh, that in a, in a cigar, just how it feels and how it plays out flavor-wise. But that oil is not, not overwhelming, but you could feel it kind of leaving a residue on the fingers. Yeah. Explain more about how you would describe grit. Because you've mentioned so, that a few times. Yeah, because it's not necessarily sandpaper. But it's 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 the idea of of, of simply not smooth. Mm -hmm. But it's not as a, a, you can do not smooth because of the, there's some veining in the cigar. Remember, it's tobacco leaf, so there could be a vein or something like that. That could be not smooth. But this is about the actual leaf having little bit of, of, of raised points like like sand was built into it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's why I refer to it as a bit of grit, a little sandpapery. But it's just it's just right. You can just it's a feel that you're like, oh that's that's different. And it's just it, for me it's it's wonderful. And I'm getting off the you know, we're just we just lit this. Right. Uh, is there a lot of spice for you? I'm getting a, a, a little bit of spice, but not as much as I was expecting. Yeah, I'm, I get it on the lips on, on this one, and I did the, the last time as well. I think that's because at the quick, there's a little more intensity to the draw, so there's a little more action going on with how you might be pursing your lips and, and things like that. You're going to want to get out your notebook, guys. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? Uh, what's the weather like? And you're going to be writing that all down, and then in, this, in your notebook, you're breaking the cigar down into thirds. First third, second third, final third. And what are the flavors you're getting in each one? Again, if you're in a rush, put the cigar down. Don't even smoke it. You need the time. You need, and th this is us talking about it. And finger smokes fast. Yeah. And I may smoke faster than some. I'm telling you, you need two and a half hours. That's what you need to be able to give this smoke. Yeah, when you start talking, and we're going to get into price point in a little while, when you start talking about a, a stick that you're spending, you know, $50, $60, $70 on, uh, it's not something that you want to shortchange time-wise. You don't want to smoke half of this and, and then leave the rest of it there. You want to be able to give yourself the ability, uh, the opportunity to enjoy the entire smoke. 
Now, you were not kidding about that price point. This is a cigar that you can spend in a lounge up to $50 on. Now, I'm telling you I can find it online for, for less money, if indeed you can find it. That's the issue. It's not an easy one to find. You can find it for numbers like 20 bucks if you can find it online. Wow. But the Arturo Fuente Hemingway Untold Story Maduro is one for your humidor. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. It is an argument that I think Fingers Malloy and I are about to get into. Honestly, guys, it may become a war. It may become riotous. It may be, if I can be so bold, Fingers, a row. A row? You walk into a quick serve kind of restaurant uh, place, and you're like, uh, I, for you, you'd be like, I'd like my, my two burritos and my, my three tacos and a couple enchiladas. You got something with a crunch wrap? I'll take two of those with a crunch wrap. <laughs> I don't normally talk to the refrigerator as I grab the burrito out of it, but go ahead. So you, 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 you get uh, that you order everything, and then it comes up uh, on the screen because you put in your own credit card information, and then it says, do you want to leave a tip? And it's got three tip amounts, or you can do custom or no tip. Uh-oh. Fingers Malloy, what do you do? It depends on the situation. It really depends on the situation. Uh, when, when they're making the food right in front of you like that, I will leave a 10% tip. Is that right? Yes. Is uh, that right? Yes. If, if there's a griddle involved, if there's a grill not if you're a sandwich artist and you're making a cold cut trio in front of me. Uh, I won't leave a tip there. But if you're getting into a restaurant where there's actual cooking involved and uh, they aren't putting my food necessarily in a wrapper, yeah, I'll leave a tip. Okay. Um, that's an issue. Oh? That's an issue. The story here is from CBS about the, what they refer to as tipflation where there's a tip thing everywhere. Everybody wants a tip. And how problematic it is for the end user, the customer, how it's causing issues. It's making people not necessarily uncomfortable. It's, it's offensive. It's intrusive. And there's a guy by the name of Thomas Farley who goes by Mr. Manners. You know how in the past it used to be Miss Manners, but it's 2022 and everybody can do everything. So he's Mr. Manners. And he says, I actually prefer not to call it tipflation but tipping invasion, that's correct. That is a, an, an accurate, accurate term. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I struggle with tipping for a, a number of reasons because there are, there are people outside of the restaurant industry, I didn't know you were supposed to tip, that apparently you're, you are supposed to tip, and I had no idea, like when you have furniture delivered. Oh, you tip that guy, yeah. I had no idea you tipped that guy. The mailman, every year, you tip that guy. Never tip the mailman. Uh, the guys who collect your garbage, every year, you tip those guys. How do you tip them? What do you, do you, you go out there. When they're collecting the trash? Yes. And you hand them a 20? You hand, hand, or, or an envelope with a little card and the cash inside. Yes, of course. You don't do that? No. You didn't grow up in Brooklyn. Oh, that's you a Brooklyn thing? You didn't grow up in Jersey. Well, clearly, because you grew up in Michigan, you didn't do it. So, clearly, it's, 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 it's a, I guess, a vestige, but I still do it. Well, I feel like we've got a different mail carrier every other week. Do you really? Yes. No, we've got the same dude. Oh, okay. Same, same, same dude. And so, yeah, we, we absolutely 
uh, leave, leave the tip. So what's the cutoff for you as far as uh, when you go to a restaurant, what do you consider a typical service versus non-typical? If I sat down and there's a menu and I order and the food is brought to me, mm-hmm. right, in, in, in a setting that is not quick serve, that is typical. Okay. If I am in a place that is quick serve, but they bring the food to me and they're going to then clear the table, I'll leave a couple bucks. If I, it is Hardee's, <laughs> no one's getting a tip. That's just not happening. According to this guy right here, Mr. Manners, which, fingers, I can't believe he stole that directly from you. Right. Um, there are three uh, people who make the cut in the tip without hesitation list. Servers, bartenders, washroom attendants. All good choices when we're talking about food service. Absolutely true. Washroom attendants, it's it's odd to me because I have been, especially in, in D.C., I have been to a few bars that were complete dives and they had a washroom attendant. And I thought to myself, really, what, what are we doing here? Is, is this really a thing? Every makes time, it so great. I love it. Every time I go to the bath, every time do I have Do you guys a know what a washroom attendant is? I mean, do we have to explain this? Maybe. Picture the men's room because we're not going to picture the ladies' room. There's a couple urinals and there's two stalls and there's two sinks and then there's a guy average age is 163 (laughs) he is wearing a suit that was made in 1902 came directly from sicily as a matter of fact so did he he's sitting not in a chair and not on a bar stool but something that was fashioned between the two at a height that makes no sense for comfort and his job is to make sure when you turn on that faucet, he's handing you a paper towel, Mm -hmm. that he keeps the mints fresh. That's right. There's mints in a bowl. You need a little bit of aqua velvet, a splash behind the ears. He's got you covered. You need some scope, a little mouthwash. You're going to have a little maybe uh, mouth-to-mouth action coming later. Why am I talking like this? I don't know. I don't have no idea. I have no idea. That's the washroom attendant guy. Boy, nothing more pleasant, by the way, than consuming a mint that's been in a men's restroom for three weeks. They're wrapped. Wait, wait. They're wrapped, right? Are they? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't consume those mints. <laughs> those don't. mints are ground zero for something. Don't you feel like? Oh, listen, I guess it's just life experience. If I'm at a, a, bar, a dive bar in DC, and uh, I'm there drinking for the night, I may be, because of our drinking habits. I may be going. Our? <laughs> if we're comparing your drinking habits to mine. I may be visiting the restroom uh, a dozen times more than you because I may be consuming more. Al- so it's like every time I go in there, I got to give this guy a dollar. I've got uh, to go yes. in, in to go to a, into a urinal and uh, at, at a complete dive. But there's no reason. I understand if you're going to a five-star restaurant. I understand that. But a dive bar and you got a, a restroom attendant? That's class. <laughs> That's right. Well, wait a second. You're Mr. Vegas. Uh-huh. So every time uh, the, the, the lady friend comes around and offers you a drink at your video poker, she gets a tip, right? Absolutely. A dollar? Yes. Every time? Every time. No matter the drink? No matter the drink. It could gets be a, a water. Dollar. It could be a, a Coke. It could be a bourbon. Gets, gets a, a dollar. dollar. Every time? Every time. Yes. Because I want her to come back. But why, if you want her to come back, why not give her a five at the first? Get the extra attention. Get a little extra pour. I guess you could do that. Well, you're not going to get the extra pour. Have you ever ever bought the bar before? Bought the bar? 
So if a bar is busy and uh, you're not like attractive like me, you're an average person, and you want to make sure the bartender uh, has, gets your, you know, you get the bartender's attention, you got you to gotta be willing to put in your pocket to do this. You could so- Sometimes you could do it with a 20. Ah. Today's world, I think you could do it with a 50. Keep the change. And that bartender, if they're worth their salt, will pay attention to you. See, I've never had that problem because look at this face, Tony. Look at this face right here. Do look I have to? Look at this face right here. Right here. Oh, yeah. I've never had a problem. Always get the attention. Always get the attention because I'm beautiful. Is that it? Yeah. But for That's the non beautiful people, <laughs> sometimes they got to work a little extra, right? Yeah. So I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that uh, to uh, to make sure I'm getting the service. Do you do you give the fifty to the bathroom attendant to get extra service? No, no, because that's that's a it's a whole different level of service when you give them a fifty. And honestly, I'm not I'm not doing that in the bathroom. You're gonna pass out. You're laughing so hard. Oh my gosh. <coughs> oh, oh my gosh. Some She's things like, make me laugh. I just walked into a prostitution <laughs> joke right there. That's what I. That's what it was, guys. It was, it was indeed a prostitution joke. Did I have to explain it? Does that ruin it somehow? This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we are gearing up for the end of the year celebrations here with Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. We are Eat, Drink, Smoke on the Tony Katz part. That's the Fingers Malloy part right over there. So we, in just a couple weeks, we will have our cigar of the year and our bourbon of the year. Some people do a top 10 list. Some people do a top five list. We are way too lazy for that. We do a top three list. Our top three cigars, our top three bourbons. It's coming out in just a few weeks. You want to be getting that, listening for that. Make sure you have the podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke, wherever it is you get podcasts and find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Fingers away. I have been going back over what we've done the past year. And and it's funny, uh, on cigars, I, I think I've got it. But on bourbon, I was exposed to something, not in a, not in a naughty way, uh, just the other day that may sneak into my list and we didn't review it. Is that allowed, Fingers Malone? Absolutely. Oh, thank goodness. It's a, it's a bourbon that you have. Oh, I shouldn't assume it's a bourbon, uh, but it's something that you tried over the past year. And maybe it's something, uh, if you were a true friend, you would say, we need to try this on the show. So you could enjoy it too, Fingers, pal, chum, buddy. Palo Mine. You could do that. Because it's the holiday season, Tony. Open up your heart. Wow. <laughs> People could hear the anger in that one. <laughs> they could hear the anger in that one. Uh, so find everything, eatdrinksmokeshow.com, and get ready for that, our cigar and bourbon of the year. Uh, honestly, when we decide what the cigar of the year is, sales go up by percents. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of power we wield, fingers and That's true. And we assure everyone we do not get cut uh, kickbacks from this. No. This is all our opinion, not sponsored in any way. We say, hey, you know what? If you if you give us a, a, a five-star review, uh, you, you, we'll give you dozens of dollars. That does not happen here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. Right. Uh, that said, cash sponsorships are available. <laughs> Feel free. There's a list, Fingers. And what is this show? What is EatDrinkSmokeShow.com without a list? From the good people at Eat This, Not That who I cannot believe their site is a site. It always, always boggles the mind. They have a list of 10 unusual fast food menu items you could order 20 years ago. Oh, we're going back in time. We are going back in time like we are Doc Brown and Michael J. Fox. 
One is the character, one is the actor. I don't know why. Uh, well, I could have said Marty. Marty, Marty McFly and Doc Brown. But no, I want Doc Brown and Michael J. Fox. Hey, Biff, keep your hands off her. That's not bad. Thanks. I'll be here all week. That, is that Crispin? Uh, yes. What, Crispin Glover, was that yes. his name? Yeah. So here is the list, and, and these are fast food items. So I, I'm prepping you that I won't know any of them, but fingers will know all of them. <laughs> Do you remember the shake em up fries from Burger King? I confess, I do not remember that because I never get fries at Burger King. You always get the onion rings. The people at Burger King got the idea to incorporate dehydrated cheese powder like you would use an instant mac and cheese with fries. You dump the fries into a bag, pour the cheese powder, shake the bag to coat the fries. You'd have cheesy fries, and that's that's mm. what you would have. So you're going to combine greasy French fries with a paper bag and powdered cheese. You're basically asking the, the good Burger King, may I have my fries uh, smelling like feet, please? What? <laughs> you, think that's what, you think that's what the bag does? <laughs> I would think the combination. It's a toxic stew. McDonald's Mighty Wings. I did enjoy those from time to time. From the 1990s to 2003, it was a spicy chicken wing. It was a regular bone and wing. It's not wasn't boneless, mm-hmm. if, if you will, uh, and it was supposedly very, very hot, very spicy. Uh, they were. Keep in mind, this was back in the the mid nineties when there there weren't wing places on every block. So your limited uh, selection of wing restaurants. There you had the the Hooters and maybe the Buffalo Wild Wings, and that was it. Tony, you love the Hooters. Just got takeout the other day, and by the way, it's not because of the girls. I got curbside pickup ladies and gentlemen i could eat a whole bowl of their breading just give me the breading just eat it with a little bit of hot sauce good stuff good healthy stuff that's why i'm down a pound and a half uh, you're looking svelte thank you you are Appreciate uh, that. on this list is i remember it the pizza hut pizzone which was supposedly a hybrid pizza calzone creation and in any case it was stupid <laughs> I see what you did there. It was Padum. <laughs> Sometimes pronounced Padur. You don't like a good I calzone? Like I like a calzone. This was not that. This was a folded up pizza thing. Like someone got like a George Foreman grill for Christmas. And they said, mm-hmm. wait a second. I can put one of these in every pizza hut. I like these better when they were called Hot Pockets. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It's a hot pocket. Wendy's did fresh stuffed pitas. I don't remember that. I, I believe that was around the time when they had the gosh, remember when Wendy's had salad bars? You go into Ooh, Wendy's and they yes. had a salad bar. Oh, those were great times. But it, it, everything's better in a pita. How could that fail? It's so good that we left all that <laughs> silence. People were checking their radios because I just had to <laughs> stare. <laughs> Uh, I know nothing about Sonic. The, the amount I know about Sonic could not fill up a thimble. Sonic pickle O's. I, is it a hollow pickle? <laughs> Isn't Jenny Piccolo the girl from Happy Days? Wasn't that the girl? Wasn't that a girlfriend? Gosh, that sounds very. Fr- that was that was Richie's girlfriend. Yeah, Jenny Piccolo. Yeah, that's the only Piccolo I know. <laughs> That's the only piccolo I know. McDonald's at one time did mini corn dogs. I have no idea. But I'd eat them right now. Absolutely. 
put a whole tray in front of me, they're gone. The problem is they put them on the stick. I don't want them on the stick. I want them by the smelly bag. <laughs> like it's a sack from White Castle. Right? Of mini corn dogs. If only you could then put them in a sack and put dehydrated cheese on them and shake them up. Oh, cheesy mini corn dogs? Just onto something. Just call, just call my endocrinologist because the diabetes is here. <laughs> um, Burger King Cine Minis. That I remember. I remember those too. Never had one. I had those. And the other thing that was really great at Burger King that uh, is no longer there, did you ever have the Burger Buddies? You're just making stuff up. I'm now. not making anything up. Please. I'm going to find that on Urban Dictionary, aren't I? Do not go to Urban Dictionary, whatever you do. I've been burned by that once. <laughs> Would I lie to you about fast food, sir? Mm. Good the, point. The Burger Buddies were tiny little. They were even smaller than a slider, and you can get them in orders of three and six, and they were magnificent. Really? Yes, and why they're gone, I have no idea. Next on this list from McDonald's is the McDonald's McSalad Shaker, the only thing dumber than the Pizone. <laughs> you know, when I'm ordering a salad, I don't want to have to do too much work. The idea that you have to have that in your hand and you gotta, you got to shake it. Right. That, that seems like too much effort. You shake it. Don't. Don't do that. Don't pretend to shake it. Here at the table, this is where I eat. Well, And then McDonald's used to have breaded chicken. And we have had arguments about chicken tenders because it seems to me on the fast food side, they have all picked up their game incredibly. Arby's, Hardee's, you know, whatever you want to get from from Mm Chick-fil-A, Culver's. The chicken game is the game. And now with Raising Cane's and, and a couple of the other ones, Joella's Hot Chicken that, that's out there, it's kind of nuts. Isn't Bojangles a chicken place? Too? Bojangles is a chicken yeah. place, right? Popeye's chicken strips that are hand-breaded and the flavored and the spices. It, we, we've reached the gourmet. Yeah. That is something that Quick Serve can handle and handle well. Americans love their breaded chicken. People get into fights in lines over breaded chicken sandwiches. I can't believe McDonald's isn't bringing this back. And they and, and with all the chicken wars that have taken place that have meant billions of dollars, by the way, to their respective uh, restaurant groups. Nope. McDonald's has never gotten into this. They've never played in it. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. As long, if you put that on an Egg McMuffin, that's all I need. <laughs> And the Egg McMuffin is already perfect. This would make it perfect plus. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. As you might know from being a part of Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, we do lots and lots and lots and lots of bourbon reviews, and it is sensational, everybody. It's a dream gig that we've created here. But I, myself, am a rye guy. And I was, well, shown, presented the other day a 17-year rye that is just freaking luscious. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Backbone Bourbon is based right here in Indiana. And I 
enjoy the guys at Backbone quite a bit. They do some big, strong bourbons. When I created Recovery Rye, a rye whiskey that we used as a fundraiser, we generated money for people in the hospitality industry who are out of work because of COVID, and we created this, this rye, and we, we sold it all across the state, and it came out just wonderful, loved it. That was done with the help of Backbone Bourbon. I own no part of Backbone Bourbon. Uh, I have no financial relationship with Backbone Bourbon. That is my disclaimer Yet. right there. Yet. Oh, oh, if they're, if they're taking offers, I just found out there's a brewery for sale in Indiana. In Indianapolis, if you know, if you're bored, Five Finger Fingers Malloy Stout has a nice ring to it. Wow, look at you! So you've been holding on to that one for a rainy day, <laughs> right there. And we've talked before, if you go back through some of our episodes, about the Bone Snapper four year uh, uh, rye whiskey that they do. That I thought was a really, really nice, nice bit of. Of juice, we're talking about ninety-five percent on the rye, five percent malted barley. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's that's as high rye as you're gonna as you're gonna do in something. But I was presented this seventeen year, and I've been searching for what people know about it. Here's what I know about this seventeen year rye whiskey, fingers Malloy. I know that this rye is sixty-seven point five percent alcohol. Which means it's a hundred and thirty-five proof. Did I do that right? Sixty. What's what? Sixty-seven point five. Take off your shoes. Huh? Carry the one. Uh, decimal point. Right, there's an umlaut in there somewhere uh, as well. Yeah, one hundred thirty-five. Yes. I did the math properly. Of course, I did. It's huge. It's massive. But check out the nose on this beautiful bit of copper here. The look of this is just wonderful. That nose come across as 135? Absolutely not. Oh my goodness. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous, luscious nose. There's a touch of banana going on, almost as if it had that bit of that Jack Daniels kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There is vanilla. Oh, huge, right? Yeah. Huge, almost like a column, like a ribbon of vanilla, of vanilla going through uh, the the thing. There's a nice bit of of oak that's happening, as well. That ethanol alcohol that you talk about that you may get on some uh, different bourbons or, or whiskey on the nose. I don't, I don't, I don't detect any of that. Do you? If there is, it's maybe just a hint. But not, you you wouldn't. You wouldn't put your nose in this glass and say to yourself, "Wow, this is 135 proof." No, not not at, at at all. Oh, that's wonderful. Is that absolutely wonderful? So we have very little information on this backbone, old bones, 17 year rye. I mean, when I say very little, I've given you what I know about it: old bones, single barrel rye whiskey. From Backbone Bourbon. This is bottle number 43, by the way. Bottle 43 of 244, which means there ain't too many of this. I hear it's better than bottle 42, but maybe not as good as bottle 44. That's the kind of man you are. You ready to try this, Fingers Boys? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We are going to be doing this neat right here. He hasn't even wasted time. He is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate. Really trying to get where the flavors are throughout. Sometimes you want to take a second sip. The first sip kind of sets the palate. The second sip is what allows you to engage some flavor. <laughs> you all right there, fingers? Wow. Now, full disclosure, have you had this yet? Oh, yes, I have. 
You could have warned me. That on the tongue, there is a tingling, almost burning on my tongue. Really? Yes, it is hitting the tongue very, very strong. Also, some brown sugar, um, vanilla, uh, maybe a, a, a touch of oak, but that, wow, that spice and, and, and that the way it's hitting the tongue. Uh, maybe maybe it has something to do with, uh, you know, what I've had to eat today, what I've, you know, I'm on my second cigar here. That really hit me hard on the tongue, but not not a real burn in the chest. There's no, a little bit of warmth in the chest, but it's that, that, that sting is not an alcohol, like, oh my gosh, is this rubbing alcohol I'm drinking? It, 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 it's very, it's, it's. It's wonderful. I'm confused because I had this just the other day. I thought it was smooth as the silk on Frank Sinatra's PJs. Wow. Just that kind of lovely. I'm going in. This is the Old Bones 17-year, kids. One followed by a seven. 17-year single-barrel rye whiskey from Backbone Bourbon, backbonebourbon.com. Here you go, fingers. Here I am. He's going in. A little bit of cinnamon at the end there too. Wow, that is that is something. He's doing the Memphis Munch, ladies and gentlemen. He's in. It's mother blanking candy. Wow. Oh, oh dear lord. How good. How perfect. First of all, that vanilla is 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 right there. There is an oak undercurrent. There's a there's a fruitiness that that I don't I it's not orchard but it's not necessarily whole dark fruits. It's now your voice right now is telling me that it's oh. doing something. Oh, daddy happy. It, no real sting or burn on the top. Watch me work fingers. Oh, look at you. It's going in for seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Now I think you're right about cinnamon. There's a touch of a cinnamon play. Very, very light. Um, what, it, what is really coming out here is how it coats the tongue. It is layered. There is almost a little bit of cake going on. Like a vanilla cake. Just, or, or maybe I'm playing the cake and it's really like a buttercream. It's, but, and maybe I'm playing it wrong again and it's actually butterscotch. Because that's where the finish is going. This, to me, screams the holidays. It screams cold weather. It's, it, it just feels, yeah. feels perfect for the holiday season. I want to know what this season. is a bottle. Richard. Richard. Do we know what the old bone seven... Richard Payton here, who is the cigar sommelier extraordinaire at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. What is, do we know it's a bottle? To, I want to say it's probably... I want to say that the bottle price is probably going to be anywhere between 80 to $95. That's just my... That's just by doing the simple math in my head. Oh, you went your the poor price at Blend, and you worked it backwards. That's fancy, right I'm there. All, trust me, I'm all about reverse engineering. This, uh, at, by the way, ninety five dollars. Let's call it a hundred bucks just for the sake of the argument. That is more fingers than we say usually is in the liquor cabinet. This is outrageous. This is the Old Bone Single Barrel Rye Whiskey, seventeen year. That's what this is, and it is. Just delicious. Find everything at backbonebourbon.com. 
As years come to an end, there's always a list of everything. Of course, we do ours, and you'll be getting ready for our Eat, Drink, Smoke Top 3 Cigars and Top 3 Bourbons of the Year. They'll be coming out very, very soon. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Uh, our list, uh, um, I feel pretty good, although this rye uh, <laughs> might just make its way in. But one of the things they do is the word of the year. There's sometimes a word, a phrase, if you will, something that the kids say with their rock and roll music. Ah. And they, they make it the word of the year. And according to CNN, Oxford, I guess that's the Oxford Dictionary, um, they have decided that the word of the year is goblin mode. I'm sorry? Nah, not as sorry as I am. Goblin mode is the word of the year, according to the Oxford University Press, the publishers of the Oxford English Dictionary. It's a slang term, if you didn't know, referring to a type of behavior which is, quote, unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Now, I've you heard this word used before, but it usually starts with a vowel and ends with whole. That's the only way I could do it for radio, guys. Only way I could do it. I'm asking you a question right now, Fingers Malloy. Mm-hmm. We, we have children mm-hmm. of different ages. We, we, are, we're, we, we are hep to the jive. Have you ever heard anybody use the term goblin mode in your life? No, but I feel like goblin mode should sponsor the year 2022. <laughs> people, people just lazy and slovenly. <laughs> Self-indulgent? Yeah, when you just look around and you just say, ah, the hell with it, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. It is, however, how I'm going to describe people who get on airplanes these days. <laughs> They're showing up in goblin mode. I really do don't not, like, I don't like those people. I, I couldn't know how to say it. I, I'm all, I'm that angry. I'm totally tongue-tied. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony loves flying with me. Oh, it's a dream. It's, it's an enjoyable experience. He's, of course, in a suit. I am in a freshly ironed T-shirt and shorts or some sort of pants that have an elastic waist. He likes to be stretchy. <laughs> That's right. He needs stretchy pants on a plane. I have, have, have you ever heard of Gobble Bone? Seriously? No, I haven't. But what would your word of 2022 be? I can't say on radio. <laughs> um, what would be the word of 2022? I have two. Do you? I'm yes. listening. Marzipan. That's not it. No. Lajero? No. Those are cigar things that we talk about right here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. I, I don't actually know. I, but, like, when somebody says it, I'll be like, oh, that's right. But the problem is the years run into each other, right? The, 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 the things, you know, COVID was word of the year a couple of years uh, back. And, and so what, what would we do with, with this year? Supply chain, right? Wouldn't yeah. that be the, the word of the year? I want in on the whole process. That's what I want. There, there are meetings, Tony. People get together, uh, at, uh, the fine folks at Oxford, and they throw things out there. Uh, Hollaback. Should that be the word of the year? Wait, as in Hollaback Girl? Yes. Should, should that be the word of the year? Your secret love of Gwen Stefani is not so secret. It's not so secret. It's not. She does love, it for you? I love her. And, 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 and really, uh, that, uh, that guy that she's with, that, uh, what's his name? His uh, name is Blake Shelton. Yeah, he's not doing her right. He's, he's not treating her right at all. He's, you would treat her right. Oh, of course I would. Like a queen. Yes. Yes. And you know why? Because I don't live my life in goblin mode. That's why. 
It's the first time he has ever professed his uh, adoration of Gwen Stefani. So look at you, you kind of lit up. I, well, listen, when Gwen Stefani walks into a room, right, the whole, the whole room lights up. Not just the room, the world. The whole world. The whole world. Yes, she's never lived in goblin mode. No. This is weird what's going on right now. It is, because I really don't care all that much for Gwen Stefani. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There is a a story by Money Wise about uh, people who are retiring. And if you're retiring, um, there are three things to pay off. And none of those three things are your mortgage. Now, we have discussed this before. The the old wisdom was you get your mortgage paid off and then you have the mortgage burning party and you own the house free and clear. But with so many other, at least it was historically, opportunities for investment, why would you be putting double payments or triple payments down on a home when you could put them into investments? And that changed when interest rates went from being 13% to 3%. All of a sudden, what you did with your money was different. It was a fundamentally different way of viewing the world, and it's right. And I'm one of those people who reset my mortgage at one of the lower, lower, lower rates. And I'm like, it'll get paid off when it gets paid off. But I utilize my dollars to find investment opportunities that pay a much greater return. That's how I'm going to spend my money. That's how I'm going to push my, my dollars. You, Fingers Malloy, put it all in plastics. Of course. That's the future. Plastics and space-age polymers, Tony. That's the future of investing. So here are the three things that are discussed to pay off before your mortgage. Your school loans, your credit card loans and personal loans, and your auto loans. Because those things would be, A, higher interest rate things uh, to begin with, especially if you have credit issues. The average car loan for a buyer with good credit and as of August of 2022, was 7.88%. Oh, my goodness. So that's perfectly smart sound advice. By the way, don't take financial advice from us. We're schmucks drinking Ryan smoking cigars in a cigar lounge. What are you, out of your mind? Get a financial guy, a fiduciary, if you will. Um, 7.88 is huge. You don't pay 7.88 oh, on your loans, do you? good Lord, no. You've got like 12 car loans, Oh, right? yeah, 14. Uh, and they're all below 4%, <laughs> and, uh, which means I will not be buying a new car for the next 10 years because interest rates are going to be 7 8 9%. On the personal loans, and by the way, credit card usage because of what's going on, don't, no matter what your politics, do not deny that this inflation is rough and tumble and not going anywhere. The people talking about, you know, Two quarters of negative GDP, gross domestic product, is recession by definition. But people have somehow wanted to avoid the idea of discussing that we're in one. We're here. And 2023 is looking very rough for a lot of people. The layoffs, FedEx just laid off in Indianapolis. Walmart's 10,000. Amazon's 11,000. DoorDash is 1,250. The hiring freezes from Disney and everywhere else. The current credit card average interest rate is 22.4. Wow. That, children, is crushing. Because if you... And and then there are going to be people who do minimum payments. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Especially, it's one thing if you buy a big ticket item, but 
and this may be wrong thing, but this is the first thing. I think. When you're when you're buying groceries, you're forced to you know use your credit card to buy groceries, and you're paying twenty two percent interest on groceries just to keep the family fed. Oh my goodness, it's just digging a huge hole. And we're going to see this is going to get compounded by the cold, and the price of, for example, in the Northeast of of heating oil. We already are following what's going on with diesel and those potential shortages. The, this is smart in terms of if you can, those are the things you pay off first, without a doubt. Right now, I want to see people get through 2023. Every now and again, the good people of Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation send in their questions. They email fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com or Tony at eatdrinksmokeshow.com or they ask a question on Instagram. Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Wherever you need us to be, that's where we are, people. That's where we are answering your questions for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. And Casey Fingers Malloy had a question. Casey wants to know, how long do you like to allow your cigars to season in your humidor before smoking them? Totally depends on the cigar. It's the only answer. Let's be clear. It's the only answer. And part of it is based on the newness of the cigar. And so if you you follow certain blogs, read certain people, uh, or, or you're talking to your tobacconist and you trust them, and they say, hey, this is a little green, you want to lay it down exactly what it means. Sometimes you want to lay it down. What's, what we're talking about here is you have this wrapper, this binder, this filler, and you have these oils that are within them. And sometimes, to, to, to engage the Yiddish fingers, Malloy, mm-hmm. they haven't had time to famish. Famish? Famish. Come together. It's like in, in the same way that leftovers, you know, food the second day, the leftovers, like sometimes it's better. Oh, famish. Famish, that's exactly it. That is absolutely true. Sometimes you need those cigars to just relax. You need time for that tobacco to find itself. All of those things to come together. There are cigars, I, uh, you know, we're smoking the Arturo Fuente, uh, the, the uh, Hemingway, uh, what is this, the Untold Story. Forgot for a second, I got a little so excited. I, the cigar has been great, by the way. The, the, the Untold Story by Hemingway, 7 and 5 eighths uh, by 53, 53 ring gauge. Not a cigar that needed to lay down. But even amongst Arturo Fuentes, you might find a cigar that needs a little bit of time. I heard some people say that when the rare pinks came out. Some of them needed a little time to lay down. There's nothing wrong with that. And you shouldn't rush it. And one of the really good things you can do if you're buying cigars, if you buy more than one, when you are got your notebook out and you're smoking the cigar... All right, I had this cigar right when I bought it. And I had this cigar three months later. I had this cigar six months later. So you get an idea of what that laying down has done for the maturation of the cigar. So first, it depends on the cigar. Second, it depends on you. You might, wa- you might want things that lay down a little bit more. You might find that some things lay down. And it didn't mean a damn thing to the smoke whatsoever. You had it in your humidor for, for a year. We've had cigars in our humidor for more than a year. Mm-hmm. And it, it would have been the same the day we got it or a year later. Really, really does depend. Okay, let me ask you this and see if my thinking is flawed when it comes to laying down cigars. Uh, you know, it's one thing when you're talking about a situation where your tobacconist says to you, you really need to let these sit in your humidor for a little bit. Uh but 
if I go to my you know local cigar shop that I go all the time and I grab the same sticks that I always get, I have a no no problem with smoking them right away and not having them in my humidor uh, for any length of time. But how do you treat cigars that you buy online? Because I've always been of the mindset, and I always thought that if you bought them online, it may be a good idea to let them rest in your humidor for a little bit. Very interesting question. Now, I will admit I don't do very much online shopping. I like to support the local lounge. However, with prices as they have been as of late, I get that people are looking for deals online, and indeed, you can find them, and, and you, you can and should without question pursue them i'm never going to tell somebody no do you lay let something lay down because you bought it online you could have an argument there because of a lack of knowledge of what where those cigars were stored previously right. and how they were stored and at what humidification that's a very good point that you might say you know what i got these i bought these from at whatever reputable uh, online establishment, they're going in the humidor for at least 30 days before I even take a look at one, one, and then figuring out, okay, I need to let these rest for three more months or they're all good to go. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you that I try to buy most of my cigars from my local tobacconist. But, you know, as, as, as we know from, we, you know, we're on 60 radio stations across the country, a lot of people may not have a cigar store close right. by where they have to order online and there's nothing wrong with that there's really nothing wrong with it and and i i get we're just we try so hard to be supportive of the shop they're dealing with different taxation issues uh, employees and we want them to be successful right we want to be supportive of that but if your local shop is 37 miles away <laughs> right you may be ordering online but your point is really given and i think that's a great conversation about brand loyalty to the online shops, where where do you get them where you can trust them? Um, but if it's a new place and you're like, you know what, 30 days, they're going in, that makes sense. And, and I'm sad, said 30 days. It could be three months for all I know. But also it means that you should be looking at things and looking ahead at your own calendar. Like, you know, you know, you know, because you're in, in the same world I am, an editorial calendar. You know that that Independence Day is coming up, so you got to have the Independence Day stories for your local news outlet. And, oh, there's Groundhog's Day. And you're thinking about those things four months in advance. They're on your calendar months in advance so you can be ready for it when it happens. You should be thinking about those things. I know I'm going to need cigars for graduation, so I'm going to order them in March so I have them at least by April so they have at least a month you should be thinking in that kind of vein, in that kind of way. Now, have you gotten your new humidor yet? Oh, and I might get another one. <laughs> I found on Facebook. Oh, on the Facebook marketplace, I found someone selling a cigar refrigerator. I I'm sorry. It's a cigar refrigerator. Basically, it's a humidor. It is. It, it's cedar lined. It's Spanish cedar. It's beautiful. It smells beautiful. The problem, Richard Payton, our cigar sommelier, is staring at me. Here's the problem. I can't get the, 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 the humidity says it's at 67, and I'm almost okay with 67. I like a little bit more. Everything is super spongy, so I don't think uh, the hygrometer is accurate, but I think what's really happening is that the seal is so criminally, insanely good 
that the humidity, I just, I need to open it up. Hold on, bring, bring, bring Richard in right here. I'm not crazy, right, on those cigar humidors, no, on, on the refrigerators. The seal's too damn good. Yeah. Honestly, whenever you're looking, whenever you're looking for a humidor, the most important thing to pay attention to is basically the quality of the seal. That's what's going to basically keep the humidity in inside and literally in your cigars. The problem is when you get the refrigerator fingers, yeah. there's no breathability. Yep. It's not breathing at all. So you have to kind of like open it on the daily to get some air going in there. Otherwise, you've got, I think you've got a significant issue. And I, I don't know if that, that means I'm going to start growing mold or what have you, but I love the thing. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, as long as you're happy, you know what? I'm happy too. That's, oh, that's right. That's the answer. That's the correct one. Um, our friends at Case Elegance just came out with a uh, cigar refrigerator that is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So considering that one there uh, for, for sure, but I'm happy. What about you? I mean, you've got your, your Case Elegance uh, humanoids. You seem happy. Very happy with it. The only thing that I struggle with, which everyone does for the most part, is you know we're getting in the winter months, keeping that humidity up to where it should be. Uh, but even as the, the humidity, uh, according to the hygrometer, is it's lower, I still am not having any problems with the sticks. So I'm like, okay, everything's fine. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Very happy with my humidor. So I, I, I feel I lucked out. I really and truly did. And it may become my storage one, and then I may get something storage for show. One. You, I was looking for a full cabinet. I was looking for something that holds a thousand, man. This is my job, people. I had a twenty stick humidor, and then I thought, well, that would be big enough. Now I've got a hundred, and I've got two hundred sticks somewhere else in a different humidor. It keeps growing and growing and growing. The, the, it, it's a, it's amazing once you go into this. We are smoking the Arturo Fuente Untold Story Hemingway Maduro. The cigar is remarkable. Oh, just thrilled with how it's smoking and how it's playing. And that from Backbone Bourbon, the Old Bones 17-year rye, goodness gracious, goodness delicious gracious right there. If you can find it, you should get it. And find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. We'd love for you to be a supporter. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And Instagram at eat, drink, smoke podcast.